0: What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of We Bleed Pixels Weekly, your weekly gaming podcast discussing anything that happens in the world of gaming brought to you by the We Bleed Pixels community. I'm your host Flefo and I'm here once again with my buddy Connectus from the We Bleed Pixels community. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. I actually uh, had a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, didn't you? Where did you like free the whole week so that you can catch everything related to yeah sleep. i
1: was uh, i took off for today <laughs> uh one day actually because we had a holiday on monday so oh okay yeah it's okay it's, it's been yeah, a good week good stuff so uh
0: <laughs> you've uh you've been able to uh, to do a little bit of catch up uh on your sleep you uh <laughs> you got a few extra hours in here and there
1: yeah, I, I, I basically just switched myself to the US
0: time zone just to <laughs> follow everything if <laughs> you related, so yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I kind of wish I could have done the same, but uh, maybe next year. But uh, yeah, uh, last week we had a uh, long-ass E3 special in which we uh, basically uh, yeah, discussed almost every party that attended. Um, we uh, only discovered in hindsight that we completely forgot ...about uh, our friends uh, from uh, Nintendo, (laughs) so uh, apologies for that. We will be uh, taking them uh, into this week's episode because today is going to be all about uh, well discussing what happened at E3. Uh, Last week was all about, hey, what do we want to see, what do we expect... Now E3 has come and gone and it's another year of waiting, which is going to be long as hell. But uh, yeah, today we're uh, just going to be discussing everything that happened at E3 and uh, what the the various parties have shown us. So, uh, and uh, yeah, let's try to keep the Microsoft section under one hour this time (laughs) around. (laughs) I mean, you're probably going to be uh, super excited about Halo. But uh, yeah, let's just uh, try to keep it a little bit on the cool side this time oh, around. I'll manage. I'll manage. <laughs> okay, good. stuff. So, so uh, let's start off with, um, well, what technically it's not an E3 press conference, but it's still around E3. So we're going to discuss it anyway. Uh, EA Play 2019. So, uh, from my side, there wasn't really anything particularly interesting. Um, maybe you have anything to throw in here that you're excited about? Uh,
1: no, not really. Um, the Star Wars game does look fun to me, but I want to see more of it. Okay. But for the rest, um, EA was, yeah. yeah, in my opinion, kind of meh. I didn't really yeah, enjoy so, the show. I mean,
0: for me, um, at EA, there were two titles that I was interested in. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order I was really intrigued by because I know it's Respawn making it. The guys from uh, the Titanfall series, which uh, I really enjoyed Titanfall 2. And um, the new FIFA, which I still have some feign hope that um, career mode is going to get improved a, a bit at long last. I, I wouldn't bet on it, well, uh- to be honest that's why i say hope. i mean i know it's it's, it's i know it's not going to happen but still you know uh but uh, the the fifa section it it was so weird because they had half an hour planned in for the fifa section and it was literally like 10 or 15 minutes uh, about uh volta a new fifa street inspired game mode that they uh, are going to be adding uh, to the to the new fifa and then you know a bunch of your default PR talk like hey we've improved this we've improved that uh, this is gone this is coming all the kind of bullshit and then for the last 10 minutes it was t- just like uh, yeah so um over the next couple of weeks and months we're going to be throwing out a whole lot more info so uh yeah stay tuned and then it was like yeah 10 minutes of waiting for the next game Yeah. No. and then I-, I was just sitting there like what yeah what it was pretty much the same so, here.
1: It, it was just like, well, you spent all the time talking about uh, street football or street soccer, however you want to call it. Uh, and uh,
0: yeah, football, football. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it, it's just it's just football. I mean, some people call it soccer, but let's be honest, it's football. American football is the real football, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no kidding, but
1: um, yeah, it's I don't know. That whole show just.
0: It was really, really bad. bad. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing was um, I was, uh, so I I was basically, I've been watching this uh, full time FIFA streamer for several years now. I've been subscribed to him for several years. And uh, I was, so while I was watching EA play, um, I was also watching his chat go on, you know, Mm -hmm. as they were all watching EA play together. And they basically ended off the FIFA section of EA play, and the whole chat was like, yay what the hell they were all spamming the, the lol emote in chat like what the fuck this was it yeah <laughs> and it, it was just hilarious but uh but yeah other than that like i said um the star wars game was the other game that i was kind of looking forward to but i saw the the gameplay demo that they uh threw out on uh, youtube and that they also showed uh during the press conference and i don't know i i it's it, it it was a bit underwhelming to me I've, I've i felt it was uh, it, it looked a bit generic to me like um you know you just a bit, bit of jumping around and climbing and the the fighting seemed um very generic and uh it, it I didn't get the impression that anything you did in combat really had much impact so to speak I- So I think that's uh mostly because of the way they demonstrated
1: the gameplay. It it's really uh orchestrated, it's really slow, and a normal player doesn't play it like that. They just go in and go ham pretty much and see how far they can go. Yeah, true. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, I was kind of expecting some sort of... A bit more of a fast-paced gameplay experience. uh, Similar to uh, how they uh, did the uh, Titanfall uh, gameplay as well. But I don't know. I was just watching it. And like there was not a single moment where I thought... I want to play this. Or I have to play this. And I can understand that they want to showcase various gameplay elements, such as special attacks or, you know, a bit of the world or anything like that. But the way that it was showcased, it just felt, it just looked so easy and so generic and uninspired in a way. And I was just like, meh, I just just watched the gameplay and I just, I I wasn't really interested. To be honest, judging from how the AI reacted,
1: they were, they were just really horrible and bad. I think it was Mm -hmm. an easy difficulty, to be honest. Because if that's the hardest yeah, difficulty, probably. then it's going to be really, really easy to get through.
0: Yeah, true. Um, I mean, I, I also noticed uh, that at at some point, uh, I don't know if it was a reaction in a live stream or on a comment later on, but uh, I I really, uh, really soon after that, the, the gameplay dropped. There were a lot of people saying like, "Yay!" or uh, Respawn, Giant Spiders, really? Again, <laughs> I mean that's that's basically like you know uh, by now it's it's quite a generic enemy type to face and but uh, yeah I, I think that like you say maybe they were just it was just too orchestrated in a way and on the lowest difficulty or some shit but from what I've seen so far um, yeah let's just say I'm not gonna get this day one <laughs> I might get it at some point in the future if I've seen more of it and if it's a bit cheaper but uh yeah basically the one title that i was genuinely interested about from ea this year was kind of a letdown yeah yeah, i can understand
1: (laughs) i mean when i saw the gameplay i wasn't really impressed by it um but i was impressed about uh the details in the game pretty much it looked pretty cool. And, yeah, um yeah, basically just like you, I'm just going to wait for more gameplay and see from there. Maybe watch uh some YouTubers yeah. play through it or mm-hmm. reviewers that actually play on a higher difficulty level than easy. <laughs> so Yeah, true, so, true. So, true, so true. that there's a, a bit better look at how the AI reacts and how hard the game is. So yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, to summarize yeah, he sucked, as usual. <laughs> yeah. It, but, it, uh, it was
1: pretty cringe worthy, half of the uh show they, they basically showed.
0: Yeah, I I mean I I only uh I tuned in for the um for the Jedi Fallen Order section and for a bit of the FIFA section and all the other games I just skipped because I'm just not interested in the other franchises that I have, so I didn't bother to actually watch. So but uh yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, it was a bit of a cringe fest indeed. But hey, that's the A for you. I mean, last year wasn't really anything better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my highlight from last year was uh, was the Sea of Solitude announcement, which was like, you know, g- genuine, which was just genuine and, you know, not too orchestrated. But that was last year and this year it was just, uh, yeah, it was nothing really. So, uh unfortunate but uh yeah i guess we'll have to wait until next year to see uh what comes next but uh yeah so that was uh that was ea now uh moving on to the big dog from this year at least for the both of us the big boys over at uh, microsoft and for me there's uh three things that i personally loved about the press conference that i want to highlight out of there but first I'm going to let you go no. at, uh, at Halo Okay. No, 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 you go first this time. <laughs> okay, so what I really loved, uh, the first thing that I really loved, absolutely loved, is um, when Phil Spencer was first announced to the stage. And he came on, and he had to literally wait for half a minute because the crowd was giving him a standing ovation. And for me, that is just the absolute proof that the community has just grown to love him so much over the past couple of years because he's been doing such an amazing job. Yeah,
1: well-deserved standing ovation.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, I I myself... I mean, they were like, Phil Spencer came out onto the stage, and I myself, I instantly began smiling because I just wanted to hear what he has to say because the thing with Phil Spencer is, if you compare him, for example, to uh, Sony's Sean Layden, uh, Sean Layden is just standing there, but you still get a very distinct feeling like it's a guy in a suit, it's a CEO or some shit, and he's standing there doing his talk uh, because he has to, but you know, you still get a very corporate feeling from no. him because he's standing there in his in his suit. And with Phil, he just comes out there and he just always looks casual, he looks relaxed, and you know, he just, at least for me personally, I get the feeling when I see him like, oh, he's just another gamer just like the rest of us. He just happens to lead the Xbox division over at Microsoft, but he's here for our interests and, you know, he wants what's best for us. Yeah, I I, I I agree with that. Yeah,
1: I understand. So,
0: yeah, so I really love to see that uh, he was uh, received so incredibly well. And um, yeah, then the the press conference itself, uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, most of the games they showed, I already forgot about. To be completely honest, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was also really cool. At the end, um, you know, when they uh, when when you noticed that he was going to talk about the next generation Xbox, mm-hmm. that he that he really said like, I'm I'm not sure what exact words he used, but basically like a console should be designed for one thing and one thing only, gaming. Yeah, and. Yeah, for me, that was like the moment of him just essentially rectifying their mistake uh, like they did with the Xbox One. Again, saying, guys, we dropped the whole me- multimedia bullshit. We're all about gaming. The Xbox is to play games and nothing else. Yeah, there, there is still going to be multimedia, of course.
1: But it's the same way as PlayStation did it last uh, time yeah, around. True. Where they basically just focused on it's a gaming machine and not a multimedia uh wait did i I just mispronounce something (laughs) wait what (laughs) i'm talking too fast but uh... yeah no No, it's it's fine your enthusiasm is getting to you but um basically they they're just focusing on that it's built for gaming and multimedia comes second so yeah yeah true
0: that's that's a and uh, yeah and while we're on the topic of the next Xbox uh, as well so they uh, they showed this video of various people from the uh, the team that are developing the next Xbox and if i remember correctly there was uh they they gave some they gave some uh some names to the to the AMD GPU and CPU they're, they're using um something about Navi and something else there uh, that wow. two <laughs> yeah exactly so um you're more tech savvy than me when it comes to uh to hardware could you could you like uh try to explain a little bit as to why this is this is going to be such a leap in terms of uh of hardware power for the next xbox
1: well um first off um the xbox one and um playstation 4 pro the whole generation, mm-hmm. even the refresh consoles, yeah. use the uh, uh, AMG Jaguar processor. And yeah. I honestly don't know a lot about that processor, but um, what I do know is that AMD struggled uh, for a really long time on single thread performance. And okay. with uh, Zen 2, which is their next generation mm-hmm. of processors. Uh, the Ryzen 3000 series for the PC that's coming out in a few weeks, um, Mm -hmm. basically has a lot more single-thread performance and even more multi-thread performance. So there's this huge boost in CPU performance uh, combined with um, Navi, which is their next uh, generation pretty much uh, GPU architecture that they're building video cards with. Mm-hmm. Um, starting in a few weeks again with uh, the 5700 uh, card and the uh, 5700 uh, XT from the top of my head. I'm not okay. exactly 100% sure. If <laughs> I'll have to search it maybe, but. Uh, I thought those names were correct, and uh, again, they have all these features, new features on the cards that actually um, uh, push vi- uh, visual quality uh, a lot further, yeah. and also a, lo- a big performance increase, which is good.
0: Yeah, true. So, because if 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 I remember correctly, like the next uh, generation Xbox. Um, In terms of graphics alone it's going to push for at least uh native 4k and then in terms of like hardware strength i believe they said it was like at least four times stronger than the xbox one x so from from my perspective alone i'm still playing on like the base xbox one you know like the first that they ever uh developed so the xbox one x is already an improvement over that one and now the new xbox is going to be even stronger than the one x so i'm basically going to be experiencing a huge leap in terms of my console when when the next generation hits the yeah next year. i think people are really <laughs>
1: underestimating how big of a leap it is um it's it's not huge as as in really really huge or something but it's huge enough to make a, di- a, a, a difference that it really should, yeah. pretty much i mean uh since we're on that topic anyway uh, the halo infinite trailer is kind of an indication of where graphics are heading next generation mm-hmm. yeah i mean if you with all the, if you, with, the with the ray tracing and all. uh i th- i think it has some ray tracing uh, i wasn't the only one that thought that i mean digital foundry uh <laughs> broke the trailer down as well and they basically came to the same conclusions as i did they're using <laughs> that scene has a lot of rendering yeah. techniques pretty much that uh, are already in most of the engines we know today. Under Engine 4 is a huge example. Mm-hmm. I already uh, saw those techniques demonstrated before, since I occasionally play around with the engine. And um, yeah, yeah it, basically, everything I saw, it was just like, well, I've, I've already seen stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was basically looking at, well, how realistic is this As uh, Next-gen graphics, and basically, um, I think it's a good indication of where we're heading.
0: But I yeah, would still
1: um, say there will be a very different image shown next uh, year. But I'm still hyped to see what it is. But if 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 they really, yeah, definitely, if they really can make it look like they uh, made the trailer, which is the opening cutscene of Halo Infinite, by the way. Um mm-hmm. if they if they can really make it look like that seriously my lower jaw will just drop down and stay there for the rest of my oh. life <laughs> because that i mean yeah.
0: that trailer looked amazing let's be honest yeah yeah true i mean I, i've i've seen it and yeah i mean i i also uh okay a couple of days ago you uh, you sent me a video link from Digital Foundry where they completely took it apart and talked about all different uh, techniques that were used in it and you know uh, what that meant for uh, you know the new generation of consoles. And even though I didn't understand about ninety percent of the video, <laughs> it uh, you know even I understood that like you know this this trailer, it's 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 basically an early showcase of just how insanely strong. This next xbox is going to be <laughs> so yeah but i, w- I would um, still
1: take it with a little grain of salt pretty much but um mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm trying to not get into the technical things too much
0: but no that, that, that's fine that's fine but <laughs> uh yeah
1: i mean looking at what digital foundry found out when breaking it down um yeah i basically had the same conclusions as well, and uh for the exact same reasons, pretty much. Uh, the only downside yeah. that I didn't have was, um, well, I, I didn't take the time to literally zoom in uh, on the trailer to see uh, things that might break down when you zoom in and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, I basically true. just watched it on my 4K TV over and over again, and I just noticed these <laughs> these, these slight little details that that I was just like, OK, this isn't uh, th- yeah, th- this true. just isn't CGI but is it rendered on a really really beefy PC or is it being rendered on uh, hardware that's supposed to be the same-ish as the next
0: Xbox so yeah for, for... well g- given that it was you know presented at the Xbox press conference and immediately announced as a launch title for the next Xbox I would assume um, it was rendered on uh, hardware that is at least similar to I, two, uh, two Project projects. I presume that as well. And If you look at uh, 2017
1: with the Metro Exodus demo for the Xbox One X,
0: mm-hmm.
1: back when they uh, basically demonstrated it on a PC as well with the same-ish specs as the Xbox One X, it actually looks the same yeah. because I played uh, some Metro Exodus when they announced that it was coming to Game Pass. And uh, yeah. I didn't think about it. I installed it. And I played it, and I was like, well, this just looks amazing. And that's on the Xbox One X. It's not even on the Xbox Project Scarlet. So, yeah, it's...
0: Yeah, true. I really can't (laughs) wait uh, till next year. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, speaking of Game Pass, which you you just mentioned, uh, which was another announcement that I personally absolutely loved and was actually one of the announcements that convinced me to uh you know go back to Xbox instead of uh, sticking with PS4 like I've been doing for the past couple of months um Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for in our case like what was it 13 euros a month uh you get Xbox Game Pass for uh for the console Xbox Game Pass for PC and Xbox Live Gold yeah Considering the libraries for Xbox Game Pass on the console and the PC are already pretty big to begin with, and considering all first-party exclusives are coming to Game Pass day one, that's insanely cheap. I mean, you get—I mean, I mean, imagine they release like five first-party titles in one year, then you get all those to play for free through Game Pass. Um, You already have your Xbox Live Gold, which would otherwise cost you like 40, 50 euros a year. And then you also get all these these Microsoft exclusives on PC as well, in addition to whatever they throw in Game Pass for PC. And you just got to pay 13 euros 12 times a year. That's insane. No, yeah, that that really is ex-
1: insane. And uh, <laughs> there's also a huge upside that if you already have an Xbox Live Gold uh, subscription or uh, and or uh, Game Pass subscription and or the PC Game yeah. uh, Pass subscription, you basically can get three months of Ultimate for one euro, pretty much, or one dollar, or one, yeah, I actually, don't know how much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I already did. I already uh, got a uh, Game Pass Ultimate subscription uh, recently for uh, for one euro or dollar, pound, whatever your currency is. But uh, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's when you think about it, all the content that they're put that they're going to be pushing out, uh, especially since they've acquired so many new first-party studios over the past couple of years. It's just insane to think that they would throw it all together in one bundle and that it's so cheap. It's it's just you know, if, if they really start churning out uh, first-party exclusives um, that are also of about roughly the same quality uh, compared to, like, the top-tier PlayStation exclusives, for example, that's just a steal, honestly. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how cheap it is almost. It a- almost sounds too good to be true. But... but it's true. Yeah, then again, we do have to wait to see, uh, you know, what the Xbox exclusives are going to be like, but... Uh... Hey, it's uh, it's helped them to convince me to go well, back to Xbox, the, so uh <laughs> the thing is, uh the things that weren't announced
1: that people were hoping for, you can always wait for XO nineteen, which might have a couple of announcements. There's there's still a lot of events to come. And uh sure a lot of people expect a lot from E3, but um I was also mm-hmm. watching a lot of content uh on uh different YouTubers and different um Media outlets that were basically saying, well, E3 isn't that important anymore as it used to be. So a lot of companies basically move out of the conference itself and uh, make their own events or uh, basically have games at the conference, but aren't uh, doing the press conference in the conference, pretty much. They basically, uh, just like Microsoft, they're actually outside of the conference, but they also have games to play inside the conference.
0: Yeah, true. So that's- yeah, because E3 is basically at the uh, L- LA Convention Center, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And that's where all the stands are and all the booths are and everything. And then just several parties. Yeah. Uh, like some of them do their press conference outside of the convention center. And then you have other parties like EA, who are technically not even part of E3 anymore. They just host their own event at the same time, pretty much, just to uh, get the attention as well. So. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, one more thing that I wanted to drop in regarding the uh, Microsoft uh, press conference, and uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you were equally hyped about this one uh, as I am, mm-hmm. the uh, cyberpunk uh, section of the presentation. Yes. that was amazing. And then in particular, and, and that in particular, one certain person that was revealed to be part of cyberpunk you mean john wick oh no sorry i mean <laughs> no, kidding. yeah i mean to the whole thing that you know at the end of the the gameplay or i don't know if it's even gameplay but at the end of the trailer they showed and the character woke up and there was other npc standing next to him and then he just you know, he he, uh, he he came down and he took off his sunglasses, and it was like, "Holy shit, that's Keanu Reeves!" And like ten seconds later, it was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Keanu Reeves!" And he just came onto stage. You were like, "What the fuck?" That was that was really like, amazing. <laughs> I love that part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was actually amazed. I mean, I wasn't even
1: amazed it was Keanu Reeves because you could hear uh, hear the voice. But what I was mo- uh, I was really amazed by was the detail in his face in the game um it, yeah, it basically true. is a cutscene uh i wouldn't even be amazed if uh that little section at the end is basically a little cutscene that that goes into gameplay but uh mm-hmm. i don't know enough about the game at this moment at that uh, and at this time to actually make a good judgment about no, it but true.
0: uh the rest of the trailer was pretty much a story trailer um yeah true but yeah it's I mean, cool. uh, I've, I've already read and seen a lot of reactions from various people who were lucky enough to uh, to see the Behind Closed Doors uh, Cyberpunk presentation at E3, and pretty much all of them said, like, guys, be ready, because I've just seen this game, and it's going to live up to the hype. It's absolutely insane what they're doing. But um, I just think it was so amazing that, you know, Keanu Reeves came onto stage, and... He was just genuinely enthusiastic and excited and passionate. And he literally just said, Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red. And everyone just went absolutely crazy. And then, of course, you know, the whole breathtaking moment that was absolutely crazy as well. No, you're breathtaking. Yeah. So yeah, that was absolutely insane, and you know, it's it's also spawned a ton of memes, which is always the greatest part of the internet—the memes. So uh, yeah. that was all amazing. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm I'm not sure if you uh, if you heard this already, but did you know that the guy who uh, screamed uh, "Your breathtaking" at Keanu Reeves, um, CDPR is going to give him a free collector's edition of Cyberpunk. Yeah, I uh, heard about that. <laughs> I mean at one point it's at one hand it's it's uh it's it's a pretty great gesture from them you know just just a bit of fun but at the other hand I've, i i i kind of feel like you know doing stuff like that you would you would think maybe it encourages people to you know do similar things in the future like shout or scream through a press conference and you know that's not really something that should be encouraged but I don't know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of mixed feelings from my side. Uh, for, for me, it was just fun. I
1: mean, that they, that they do that. <laughs> it, it basically just was something they yeah. weren't prepared for, and it happened. And Keanu, Ke, Keanu actually reacted in a way that that was yeah. pretty uh, relaxed. Instead of being amazed, wait, what, Someone screaming at me. He, he, he was yeah, just really true. casual about it. And he made a joke out of it, made,
0: made, made the whole yeah, conference true.
1: laugh pretty much. I'm, so, i mean
0: yeah. I, I mean uh the guy has been famous for so long uh I, I think he he's basically a god he just has a response to everything <laughs> yeah, but, but uh the reason i think
1: he got that collector's edition was because he started a joke that actually made everyone laugh so that's yeah, true maybe that's the actual reason they did it not just because yeah, he screamed but it was it was basically just a guy screaming you're breathtaking people started laughing and Keanu reacted on that and everyone just had a good laughter from that.
0: And I think CD yeah, Projekt sure. Red
1: had to laugh because, uh, yeah.
0: By that action as well. Yeah. And a, yeah. yeah. It was just a great moment. Yeah, I mean, uh, also kudos to Microsoft for being able to keep, uh, Keanu Reeves a secret for uh, their press conference, because I actually read a little article a while back that said that, um, like during the rehearsals for the press conference, uh, They had a different guy doing the rehearsal in Keanu Reeves' place because, you know, they wanted as few people as possible to know that he was coming. So they just had a stand-in to do do his part of the presentation. And uh, I think I also read that a lot of people who were uh, working behind the scenes on the press conference, that they, you know, didn't even know that he was going to be in the press conference until basically the last possible moment because they t- they kept it a secret all along so that's pretty insane as well yeah because but, I- uh, if he
1: was at rehearsals then it would have leaked out definitely
0: yeah probably so uh so yeah that uh, that was microsoft uh pretty exciting uh, press conference only downside for me there was no fable 4 but let's not get into that because X019. then you know yeah, then the wound is uh, going to, going to open again, so let's not talk about that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's just uh, move on to the next uh, party we have on the list which is Bethesda. Now, I personally did not see did not watch this press conference because it was in the middle of the night, I think, Dutch time. And, yeah, it was um Yeah, they basically announced that the two uh the two IPs that I'm interested in, Starfield and Elder Scrolls, were not going to be there, so I was like, okay, I'll just skip it. Um, I watched back a couple of the trailers uh, after the press conference, Um, I gotta say that for me Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop both look interesting, but from both games I just still don't know nearly enough to genuinely get excited. So um, I'm not sure if from your side if there's anything you saw that you were excited about?
1: Um, Yeah, those games that uh, you mentioned were actually pretty interesting. Um, yeah. for the rest, yeah, just doom eternal. I mean, who doesn't love slaying demons? But for the rest, the press conference was pretty <laughs> much meh for me. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I, I watched a video the other day from someone basically summarizing um, the uh, their press conference, and I also think there was a, a little meme going around from a, a, a certain. Screenshot from Todd Howard with like a weird look on his face, like a bit of an expression, like okay, uh, we don't know what the fuck to do. (laughs) And people were like, you know, sharing that image uh, online and saying, well, this is Bethesda's year summarized. Like we have no idea what we're doing, (laughs) (laughs) which was uh, kind of fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, most of their announcements, um, yeah, not really my thing. Doom Eternal, you're excited for it, I. Don't I didn't grow up with Doom or anything, so I don't really care about this about the franchise. Yeah, understandable. Uh, I mean Fallout seventy six, finally getting NPCs and getting a battle royale. Yay, because, battle royale! Who doesn't love yeah, battle royale? They're, 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 yeah, it's like their final efforts to turn the game into something decent, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, Ghostwire Tokyo. The trailer looks interesting but um yeah i mean it's just the trailer didn't tell me nearly enough as to you know what type of game is it or what's going on or what's the story or anything so you know it's kind of hard to get excited and i don't know what the gameplay is going to be like either um but, but yeah uh
1: battle royale isn't that pretty much becoming a meme these days i mean yes every game wants to have a battle royale mode and basically every game that wanted it already has a better real mode, and then uh, Todd Howard just comes out and says, "Well, we're going to make a better real mode." And I basically kind of yeah. laughed at it because <laughs> it, it felt it felt like it was a meme being portrayed by the developer itself. Like, well, everyone has better royale don't they? Well, well, we're just going to announce what everyone wants, better real,
0: and everyone in yeah. the
1: crowd is just like. Okay, okay. Um, yeah.
0: No, but, but I think it literally went down uh, over Pethestas like, hey guys, Fallout 76 is not doing great. No, it's not. Okay. What's popular nowadays? Battle Royale. Yeah. Shall we just throw it in? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think that's literally how it went Ser- down. I seriously,
1: mean- if next year Microsoft is announcing Battle Royale for Halo, I'm going to buy the disc, break it into record it, and then buy it again to break it into again. No man. And then buy it no, again dude, and actually play it.
0: <laughs> no, you know what? They're going to announce Battle Royale for Flight Simulator. Whoa. Imagine 100 planes <sighs> fighting for survival in the air. <laughs> yeah, although I think most of the pl- i just assume most of the planes in that game don't actually have weapons, so that would be like, yeah interesting. Like, how do you actually take down someone? But... Uh, But yeah, um, like I said, Deathloop was another game that looks interesting, but the main issue with that game as well, I have no idea what type of game it is. Like, is it a 1v1 game? Is it story-based in some weird way? Is it uh, a co-op game in some way? Or, you know, I don't know. I think it's story mode, pretty much. Yeah,
1: I hope so, but... um... Judging by uh, the footage, uh, I I would say story mode, definitely.
0: Yeah, I mean that that that's a bit of that was a bit of the issue at this year's E3. I mean there were a lot of games being shown, but the vast majority of them just didn't have gameplay, so you have no idea what to expect. I think that's mostly um,
1: because of the next-gen consoles basically coming next year, and both Sony and Microsoft being very open yeah. about it. I mean, mostly the developers already know before anyone actually knows. Now everyone knows. So
0: yeah, it's that's true. It's it's just that year be, be before the next generation yeah no i mean i understand that it's a bit of a gap here because the uh, the next generation is coming out but it's still disappointing you know because there's so many games being shown but for the vast majority of them you just don't know enough yet to be genuinely excited for them uh, which is a shame
1: I, because i think the first um Footage will pretty much come at the end of this year, pretty much. I mean, yeah. um, XO, when is that? In October, November or something? Uh, when is that PlayStation Dude, I event? Don't... <laughs> I, I don't know when that is, but I think... I don't know. I think, I, I think <laughs> I we don't... should expect more from that than E3. It, it will be little teases okay. and little yeah, showcases, but it will keep people happy for another year until E3 they just go full out Blow everything down Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. So yeah, um I guess that's Bethesda over and done with, kinda. So um moving on to Square Enix. Um I think there's only one game we gotta quickly mention here because it's the one you're excited about, because I don't really care about any series from Square, so you take it away. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Final Fantasy
1: seven remake that finally has a release date. Um Okay. March cool. uh third 2020, and um, it's it's going to be a long wait. But that trailer really hits you know, on the spot. It brought back a lot of memories, just like the Halo Infinite trailer did for me. I mean, yeah. imagine you actually have to cry because of two trailers at this E3, and the only reason you're crying is not because of some dramatic scene in this in, in this in the cinematics, but the only reason you're crying mm-hmm. is because you recognize everything and yeah uh, it basically brings up childhood memories <laughs> <laughs> yeah true. it's just really true, amazing true. i mean the music um how the characters look they really look uh how they're supposed to look in my opinion that's how i actually imagined them looking mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah it's just amazing i love
0: it yeah true <laughs> you're uh, you're definitely looking forward to that yeah right? definitely <laughs> okay so yeah, that was like a, uh, I don't know, what was like a one-minute segment on, <laughs> on Square. But uh, yeah, uh, time to move on already to uh, Ubisoft, which, um, interestingly enough, the most exciting announcement for me from Ubisoft wasn't actually in the, the actual presentation because they announced it during their pre-show. Um, and that is a story creator mode for Assassin's Creed Odyssey which I am definitely going to dive in ASAP <laughs> I mean, if, uh, I've already taken a quick look at it but uh, it, it, it looks uh, to be really, uh, really in-depth but for me, Odyssey is one of the most fun games I've played in years time and with this story creator mode it, it basically just means infinite content more or less. Nice. And I can't wait to uh, to dive into it uh, myself and uh, start creating some content myself uh, as well. Um, and other than that, uh, for me, Watch Dogs Legion and, um, let's see, what was the other title called again? Uh, Gods and Monsters were uh, both titles that I'm definitely uh, looking forward to. But other than that, there wasn't really much particularly interesting to me. Um, anything you are looking forward to? Well,
1: um, actually, um, I was thinking about not getting the next Watch Dogs because I was. Uh, I already said that I thought it would be kind of meh, but the idea of mm-hmm. just just being the grandma and finish the game, I mean, that <laughs> would just be amazing. I will just do it for the memes. No, yeah, it it actually list... looks fun.
0: It actually really looks fun yeah i mean literally everyone after the, after the gameplay trailer dropped everyone was excited about the grandma <laughs> yeah it it, it it became a meme but um yeah the 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 reason
1: i was very skeptical about the next watchdogs is because i got a burnout from watchdogs 2 for the game mm-hmm. and i really didn't expect this i expected much of the same uh, there were rumors about hacking yeah. npcs so i actually expected expected something really futuristic where everyone is basically have a cyborg and you can hack them and that that really just yeah. just sounded really lame to me uh but Watch Dogs legion really looks like an interesting and fun game <laughs> i yeah, mean true. the idea alone that you could just be any character and it's just amazing and the fact they ever uh, they actually went so overboard by
0: literally showing a grandma i mean come on who was <laughs> a granny know, who kills everyone i mean i mean th- not just a granny but a granny who is a retired assassin <laughs> yeah who expects that i mean it's a nice little grandma yeah. and
1: she just walks up to you shows her gun and yeah, yeah it's true. basically blackout from I mean, there yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen so far, um, I don't think I'll be getting it day one, just because I don't think I don't think the the gameplay and with all the new um all the new features like you know uh, recruit any NPC, I don't think I'm going to like it enough to uh spend sixty euros on it. But I do think I will be picking it up at some point. Uh, also because it's it's um they've they've chosen London as the location and there were already a ton of british voices in the trailer as well and i i just have a massive soft spot for anything with british voices or set in england i don't know why but i just love i just love english things i love british things and <laughs> i just want to play this game purely because it's set in britain i mean uh for example i loved uh uh Assassin's creed Syndicate. A lot for the same reason, because it's set in in Britain and because there are so many British voices going on. And for the same reason, I want to play Watch Dogs Legion, just purely because it's in London and with a whole bunch of British voices. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely an interesting game to keep an eye on. But I think I'll just wait until it's like 20, 30 euros, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. probably the same here. Yeah, so... um, Moving on to, uh, well, what's, I guess we could say, E3's Joker, the Devolver Digital. <laughs> um, so, I gotta say, I watched the trailer, and honestly, I don't really give a damn about all the games. I just wanted to see a funny as hell presentation, just like the past two years. But, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because it's the third time already, or because of how they made it. But I didn't find it as funny, or as entertaining, Last year or the year before, yeah,
1: me neither, but uh, I think the biggest reason for that is because they kind of picked Nintendo as the joke this year, and yeah. uh, the problem with that is that Nintendo basically has this really weird way of uh doing uh Nintendo Direct. It's really um, mm-hmm. it, it, it the first time I saw Nintendo Direct, it actually felt very awkward, but now it's True. it's just it's it's a way they do their presentation and it's actually fun. I mean, yeah, the true. bad acting and stuff like that is just hilarious. But, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like this, uh, yeah, this one. Yeah, no, me neither. I mean, I think part of why I didn't like this is because in the previous two presentations, uh, they had this uh, Nina Stratter's character like really present and she was very, uh, very vocal and very aggressive in her way of talking and, you know, because they technically killed her last year and then they made her some sort of weird robotic version where she was stuck in her own head and you know se- semi doing weird announcements but uh, for some reason she was they somehow kept her from swearing or something it's just uh, you know I felt like that the character Nina Struthers was like a, a key role of why the presentations were so funny before and, you know, now that character was mostly taken out, or at least given a lot less freedom. And, you know, it, it didn't work out that well, in my opinion. No. But, uh, which was a bit of a shame. But then again, it was still uh, a pretty uh, pretty funny 30-minute uh, uh, press conference, give or take. So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe next year they'll be back again, because um, I'd... I'd, I'd I would I could see them doing it again even though I wouldn't really recommend it because I think at this point it's just going to be a bit of the same but uh maybe they'll do another uh, next year but uh I honestly don't remember like what games they actually showed. Um know like the the one the one joke that I remember was like Hotline Milwaukee or something <laughs> <laughs> instead of Hotline Miami but uh yeah there's not much in terms of actual content that I remember from the press conferences it was mostly just watching it because it was gonna be funny, but it kinda you know wasn't all that funny to me this year, which was unfortunate but uh you have any final thoughts on the Volver
1: um no, no.
0: <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment. So uh, moving on into or uh, onto our big friends that we forgot about last week when we discussed uh, all the potential announcements at uh, E3, uh, Nintendo. Um, now, I personally did not watch this press conference because I don't own a Nintendo console myself, and yeah, so all the games they announce, you know, what the what the hell am I going to do with them? I can't play them. But uh, yeah, I kind of want to buy a Switch by now because they've announced that The Witcher 3 is coming to Switch, (laughs) which is, in my humble opinion, the greatest game ever made. And on top of that, I would still love to play um, Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, and Breath of the Wild, the sequel, whatever the hell it's going to be called, which was also announced at E3. So... Uh what are your thoughts on Nintendo? This I year? think I need to buy a Switch again. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean for me it wouldn't be really buying again because I still need to buy one. But uh yeah, I mean uh I caught like the last I think 30 seconds of the Breath of the Wild sequel announcement and the whole chat went like absolutely crazy. And um yeah, like I said, there's there's a lot of games coming out right now that I would love to play. And besides that, I think that it would be just the ideal console to just, you know, lie down on my couch at the end of a long day and just chill for a bit instead of having to sit by my PC or my console or, or whatever. Just lie down on my couch, super chill mode, and just play on my Switch for a bit. But yeah, I, 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 I think I'm going to buy one. Can you uh, Can you loan me some money? No. <laughs> can i buy yours oh no wait you sold servers. yeah i already Shit. did it. yeah but um yeah was there a, did, did you watch the uh the full press conference or
1: no sadly i didn't
0: um i was okay. doing some other stuff but um and anything they showed off that you were super high yeah for? the
1: new uh zelda game Um uh, banjo kazooie for super smash bros i mean i love super smash bros okay. um uh, um, yeah. For the rest, um, that Pokemon game.
0: Oh, Sword yeah. and Shield, I think. Why? Why the hell do I even know that? I haven't played Pokemon in years. <laughs> Lol. Play it again. Yeah, it. but yeah, but uh, I think in general, you know, if you're um looking at it from a very neutral point of view, um, and that's even from someone coming from someone who hasn't watched the press conference itself, but I've read and seen a lot of uh, summaries and recaps about it. I would argue that Nintendo has had the the best conference this year. Yeah, and because... one, of, one of the biggest reasons um, they could actually
1: have the best show is they have nothing new on the hardware department to announce. Because um, they're... They're basically having their own cycle of uh, gaming hardware and games. They basically go their own way, and they can just focus Mm -hmm. on the Switch for now. And Microsoft and Sony are now switching their focus to the next-gen consoles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they had, like, uh, at least from my perspective, they had two massive announcements in um, A Breath of the Wild sequel and The Witcher 3 coming to Mm -hmm. Switch which in my opinion is an astounding technological achievement if it works if it works Mm -hmm. well um then they had a couple of announcements that you know that are just uh that really speak to the fan base that they have like uh smash bros and i think they also announced a new animal crossing and those types of games uh and on top of that they had gameplay for a lot of the games so and and that is literally a major difference with a lot of other other parties who were there this year there was barely any gameplay there were mostly just cinematic trailers Mm -hmm. so from that point of view i would argue that uh nintendo has actually had the best press conference this year agree and uh, uh microsoft was pretty good as well in some aspects but yeah, the lack of gameplay was a bit disappointing, and that Fable Four was not there was also disappointing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, Ubisoft was pretty good, I would say, but there were just a lot of uh, uh, how do I how do I put this? Um, like it was almost all just announcements for existing franchises, and a lot of cringy presenters, basically. Yeah, pretty much. To summarize, I mean that the. the I think it was one of that uh, French speaking guy for, I think it was Rainbow Six or Ghost Recon? I don't even remember. No, neither do I. No, uh, I think uh, we might as well wrap it up here, unless you have any uh, final words of wisdom. Mm, No, 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 no. Not really? You're you're still enjoying the afterglow of this year's E3? Yeah, pretty much. I'm looking forward to next year. (laughs) Yeah, same for me. Only like, what, what's it like, 350 more days to go? 360, something along those lines. A, lot, a, lot,
1: a couple of more days, because you need to wait until the consoles are released.
0: Yeah, true. I need to save up like no, 1600
1: uh... euros. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, same. Well, I already have the money put aside for uh, the next Xbox, so that's a start. But, well, uh... I already have the money for the next gen consoles, but I need money for the games. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's not very that's not that unimportant to be honest. Uh, imagine buying a console and not having money for the games. That would be awkward. well. At least they're both background compatible. Uh... <laughs> yeah true (laughs) yeah that's definitely going to be a big plus as well but uh, now i think that this would be uh, a good moment to uh, wrap up this episode so uh, thank you for listening as always to another episode of we bleed pixels weekly i was your host flevo and i was here with connected from the we bleed pixels community and uh, next week we will be back with another episode on our on all of our channels. So be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of We Bleed Pixels Weekly.